Hey, you're listening to Life and Health Matters with Dr. Shakib, and this is your host, Momak Shakib. This episode has to do with sinuses, sinus infections, sinus issues, sinus pressure. So we'll explore about the subject to understand where they are, why people have issues, what are the non-medical approach to sinus issues are, and some of the preventative methods that we should think about when there are no sinus issues per se. Uh, I hope you enjoy it, you get value from it, and you see the value in preventative measures. Please make sure you rate and subscribe to the podcast and share it with your loved ones. I would love to hear from you on any suggestions, comments, or questions you may have. Please make sure you direct them to me via email, drspodcastshow at gmail.com. So with no further ado, here's the podcast on sinus conditions. All right, let's talk about immune boosting foods once again. With all that's going on, it's one thing to learn how to fight coronavirus and another thing to learn how to strengthen our own body so if it encounters the virus, it's strong enough to fight it. But immune-boosting foods is not just for coronavirus. You may be dealing with a mild case of whatever it is, maybe fighting a fever, a severe cough, defending your body against muscle aches, cramps, diarrhea. There's certain foods that you want to consume and the definite ones to avoid. And that's the whole approach to how to boost immune, your immune system. That's not the only avenue to boost immune systems. We've talked about it throughout other podcasts and other, I mean, other episodes of the same podcast. So your state of mind, your calmness, your sleep deprivation or uh, appropriate amount of sleep, all of these play a role. Um, And frankly, when it comes to sleep, it plays a huge role in boosting your immune system. This episode, uh, like I said, has to do with food specifically. So in general, it just, I'm just basically covering the most common things that we as human beings encounter when, um, you know, there is something around. So number one is number uh, is nausea. So when it comes to stomach flu, just eating does not sound good when you're, when you have a stomach flu. And frankly, many times it leads to nausea or diarrhea. Listen to your body and don't just eat because you think like you should or you're bored or whatever. Listen to your body. If it says don't eat, don't eat. Um, And, you know, then when it comes to eating, strategize your eating. For instance, broth-based soups, especially the ones with bone broth, seem to be the best because, for one, it's fluid and it's easy for an upset stomach to really get more upset if you put in chunks of uh, food in it. Um, Broth-based soups have sodium, and sodium is very important. It's a great electrolyte, very important for your body function. And frankly, uh, when it comes to broth-based soups, there are other nutrients that you're giving it. So 
Um, you got to keep that in mind, what ingredients go in it. Scientists at Nebraska Medical Center tested a traditional chicken soup and found that it significantly inhibited neutrophil migration. Neutrophils are your white blood cells. Neutrophil migration and did so in a concentration-dependent manner. So you boosted your neutrophils. Typically, there are different kinds of white blood cells. Typically, neutrophils um, uh, are involved with uh, viruses and, to some degree, bacteria. Uh, so bear in mind, though, that commercial chicken soup does not do the same magic. So once again, anything that's processed is uh, not as good as when you start with the basic ingredients and build on top of that. So get yourself bone broth, get clean organic bone broth, they're everywhere, and add chicken, once again, free-range, pasture-raised chicken meat is a good one, and you add fresh ingredients. What you want to make sure you do is you put ingredients of um, uh, the, the vegetables of the season. There is an intelligence between uh, the seasonal vegetables and the pathogens that exist. The one that I use commonly is um, in the fall. Uh, pumpkin seeds and pumpkin in general, they're great anti-parasitic. So once again, in the fall, we get pumpkin and pumpkin seed, obviously. So this is a great example of um, something, a vegetable that is produced in a season that is compatible with the parasites that are in a high uh, prevalence during that specific season. Uh, a great um, uh, thing to take with respiratory issues and this is, once again, one of those things that we commonly fight when it comes to getting sick, is elderberry. In February 2019, researchers from Franklin Institute for Wellness in Franklin, Tennessee, published an article in the journal Complementary Therapies in Medicine. They conducted a meta-analysis. Meta-analysis is essentially the statistical procedure for combining data from multiple studies. When the treatment effect is consistent from one study to the next, meta-analysis can be used to identify this common effect. So meta-analysis is basically a statistical procedure. So different studies being done about similar, with similar data, they look at it to see what the common effect was. So in uh, Franklin Institute for Wellness, they did meta-analysis. And what they found was that in a randomized controlled clinical trials related to use of black elderberry in treating upper respiratory symptoms, they found that it had a significantly reduced um, uh, uh, respiratory symptoms when people took elderberry. And this was comparable to actually, <laughs> frankly, safer alternative to the respiratory meds that's out there. So elderberry is a great thing to take for respiratory issues. Then there is sore throat that's commonly encountered by people when they get sick. 
You want to avoid things that aggravate your throat. So nuts and acidic foods like lemon and orange juice, believe it or not, are not a good thing to take because it irritates your throat even more. Soft, nutrient-dense foods like uh, uh, grass-fed yogurt and kefir, mashed sweet potatoes and mashed cauliflower, warm bone broth and green tea are great ideas, things that are softer on your throat. Another great tea to take is peppermint tea. It's very much calming. It relieves pain. It's anesthetic. It has anesthetic effects. You can take it with manuka honey, which is a huge thing. Manuka honey is antibacterial. And by the way, it's a great wound healing. So um, in India, and this is an ancient uh, uh, thing that they do, when someone's even burned, bad burns, they cover it with manuka because it gives the nutrients and it conceals it from bacteria because your skin is your protection. So if you get a bad burn on your skin, they put honey on it. So um, honey is a natural remedy for sore throats, and that's nothing new. Uh, we have known about the anti-infection, anti-inflammatory features of honey forever, and it's probably a great alternative to antibiotics um, in general. And not all honey, remember, is created equal. The antibacterial activity in some honey is 100 times more powerful than in others, and that means if it's refined honey, it's not the same. Now, also, a side note to honey is um, you want to get raw honey from your local farmer's market or resources uh, because the bees are pollinating or going to the pollinated plants of your local region so you're not introduced to pollens from other regions in case you become allergic or you're allergic. So make sure you use raw honey or manuka honey to treat your sore throat. Um, another thing, a side note, is that honey should not be used for children under one because if it is contaminated, it creates botulism in an immune system that is not uh, fully developed. So be aware of that. Now, when it comes to breastfeeding, and in case you have a flu or something, you're still good. You can still breastfeed according to CDC. In quote, breast milk provides protections against many respiratory diseases, including influenza or flu. A mother with suspected or confirmed flu should take all possible precautions to avoid spreading the virus to her infant while continuing to provide breast milk to her infant. Quote, close. Now, just to remind you that the precautionary things to avoid spreading the virus is obviously don't cough in the face of other people and wash your hands often. Interestingly enough, these are the things that we're doing with this coronavirus thing to begin with. Those are just sanitation. It's just hygiene. So be aware of that. In general, there are, if we were to look at flu season, and flu season, other than the fact that coronavirus 
<laughs> is uh, it's a virus. So flu season, it's a viral issue. It's a flu virus is a virus, obviously. Uh, so, and, uh, you know, there are certain times of the year that it's more prevalent than not. This is one of them. In the fall is definitely full-blown. So you want to up your vitamin C. It's a great antioxidant and it's great beneficial. Um, it has great beneficial impact on infectious diseases. Uh, foods that are high in vitamin C are red bell pepper, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, butternut squash, papaya, sweet potatoes, tomatoes, citrus fruits, and kiwi. Chicken soup, like we talked about, is a great one with the bone broth as the best um, medium to add more vegetables to it. It's uh, excellent for speeding healing because of the minerals and amino acids that it contains. Fermented food are always great. Things like kefir, kimchi, miso, pickles, sauerkraut. Don't get fooled by these um, don't think you're drinking, uh, I mean, you're having yogurt and that's good. It's not all yogurts are the same. If you're adding fruit to your yogurt, you're taking away quite a bit of the um, healthy impact of yogurt. And I'll get into it because that has to do with sugar, which is some of the thing, is one of the things that you want to avoid. So we talked about things that you can take for your immune system that will boost it. And then there's certain foods that you take that actually take away from your immunity sugar being one of them. Another great immune booster is apple cider vinegar, which, side note, <laughs> I can't stand. I can't stand apple cider vinegar, but it's, it has great antibacterial, antifungal, antiviral, and anti-inflammatory properties. It's honestly, it's great. I think my biggest mistake was I took it without um, diluting it, and that killed it for me. I do give it to my animals, by the way. I mix it in water, and I give it to them twice a week. Mm, I use vinegar for cleaning my house. It's it's really amazing thing, and it's nothing new. It's pretty popular now, but it's not anything new. Garlic is a huge antibacterial, antiviral, and antifungal agent. The thing you want to do is you want to have it raw and you crush it right before you start eating it. So you want to, there's a trick to it. So uh, don't go with convenience. A lot of times that comes with a price and the price many times has to do with losing its nutritional value. Organic vegetables, this is nothing new. Vegetables are great. You want to take dark leafy greens like kale, spinach, collard greens, Swiss chard. They're great antioxidant, flavonoid, carotenoid, and vitamin C um, source. Um, they're just, all of them are great for infections. Ideally, you want to take the locally grown organic veggies of the season and preferably raw. Juicing is an excellent way to get your greens. What I used to do was uh, when my kids were little, I used to juice them and I would add uh, blueberries or bananas into that juice and um, with protein. 
protein powder and I would give it to the kids and whatever was left over, because there was always leftover, um, I would put it in a popsicle um, container and that was their popsicle when it was summertime. So I'm just telling you in case you've got little kids, that's a little trick you might want to consider. Raw grass-fed organic milk with beneficial bacteria and fats is another great source of uh, actually vitamin A and zinc, which are great immune boosters. Generally speaking, pasteurized dairy products usually may promote respiratory problems, such as recurring colds, congestion, and bronchitis. You can get raw milk from stores like Mother's Market, you can consult your Weston Price Foundation um, local chapter and see when they have deliveries. That's a great place to um, get your uh, pasture-raised meat and your pasture-raised dairy, butter, everything. Uh, Weston, W-E-S-T-I-N, Price Foundation, local chapter. So in Orange County, we have them. I think it's still in Dana Point. Uh, but that's where they meet. So uh, look it up. That might have changed this year. <sighs> Obviously, as always, water is necessary. It's, um, you know, we're, our body's mostly um, water. So it's the one thing that we need to take. It helps stuffiness and loosening secretions from your nose. You should drink enough water so that your urine is pale yellow. So I talked about the foods you want to avoid. Uh, sugar is obviously one of them. That includes fruit juice. Even if it's organic, fruit juice has sugar. And even grains, the body converts them into sugar. And um, grains uh, break down into sugar, alcohol, and uh, th that's that. Then alcohol and greasy foods are also um, the foods that you want to avoid. Anything that's processed, you want to avoid. Overeating, obviously, you want to avoid. Remember that it's one thing to get exposed to whatever the pathogen is, but a strong immune system has a much better chance of fighting it than the one that is weak. This episode was short but very much packed with great information. Little um, tidbit that um, you should always implement uh, when it comes to your own eating and the, your family's uh, way of eating. This is a great time to really reevaluate your lifestyle and come up with a practical way. So when you go back to work full-time, if you haven't already, and when life goes back to normal again, you're able to transfer your understanding and your plan into more practical ways. Um, for me, when it comes to uh, food, there is no room to compromise. I'd rather eat less and quality food than more and processed food. So with that said, I have certain places that I shop at and um, certain resources I have for my uh, meat consumption and uh, I many times um, on the weekends 
I spend maybe two, three hours and I do preliminary work for the food. Like I saute the meat and, you know, cook it to some degree and add the, sp uh, the spices and everything to it. And then when I come home from work, a lot of times I just do the last minute, maybe last 30 minutes of cooking. And so it's, it requires pre-planning. I need to know what I'm going to have for dinner. And I typically make two to three meals for the week. And uh, so I alternate. So uh, and I, my husband and I, the kids are older now. Uh, but my husband and I, I make lunch and we take lunch from home. Uh, we don't eat out. Uh, otherwise, it's so easy to uh, eat out every single day. And don't think, oh, well, I go to good restaurants. The food is better quality. It's never, not even close to uh, what you make from home. You know what goes in it. You know it's all uh, organic and you know it's all pasture-raised. So... That's the food that you invest two, three hours of your time, plus the shopping, of course. But the shopping is not, for me, it's usually a couple times a month. And then the meat is more like, um, geez, uh, sometimes I buy a whole quarter or um, so of uh, the cow and I put it in my deep freezer. There are tricks to it. Uh, but if you look around, it's there. If you have any questions, I'll be more than happy to answer them. At least let you know how I go about doing my own cooking. Remember, you got to give your body what it takes to be healthy. Without your health, your life is miserable. I think this coronavirus has allowed us to really pay close attention to the things that are important to us. The things that we seem to run after are the things that can easily be lost and they have a price tag. What kind of tag, price tag do you put on your health? I think the answer is pretty obvious. At any rate, it was uh, great doing this episode. I hope you got value from it. And uh, once again, please direct your questions and comments to me via email, drspodcastshow at gmail.com. Make sure you subscribe, share, and rate this episode. And until next time, take care.